time for the fastest hour of radio, Southern Race Week, with your host, William Barber. All right, welcome to this podcast edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you here on your favorite podcast location, whether it's iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, or SoundCloud. We greatly appreciate you taking the time to download, listen in, and subscribe to the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. My name is Alfie, and I'll be joining you here to deliver to you another brand new week's edition of the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. We have another star-studded edition of the podcast with some great guests that will be joining us here this week to talk some racing with us. We'll kick things off momentarily with the NHRA's most winningest female driver in all of motorsports from Elite Motorsports, Erica Enders. And then we'll hear from the director of the Legends and Bandoleros program over at Atlanta Motor Speedway, Ken Reagan. And then we will speak with Wyatt Coffey, Bandolero driver who recently won the Asphalt Nationals at the Bullring at Las Vegas Motor Speedway. Coming up here on this week's edition of the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. Now, before we get to your weekend racing recap, as we take a look at all the racing action that took place here over the weekend, I want to let you know about a special promotion that Atlanta Motor Speedway is doing in recognition of the championship four race coming up on Sunday in the NASCAR Cup Series at Phoenix Raceway, because this is it, folks, ladies and gentlemen. This is it. Championship week is this week, as in Phoenix we will crown champions in the Truck Series, Xfinity Series, and also the Cup Series as we wrap up the 2023 season. For those of you who have tickets for the Am Better Health 400 NASCAR Cup Series race at Atlanta Motor Speedway. And so this is only for ticket holders. So if you haven't gotten your tickets yet, you better get those by Friday of this week to be eligible for this contest. So if you haven't gotten your tickets yet, head on over to AtlantaMotorSpeedway.com and get your tickets because the winner of the championship four race on Sunday will unlock a special promotion for those ticket holders of the Am Better Health 400. So we have, as we mentioned, four drivers battling it out for a championship. Kyle Larson, William Byron, Ryan Blaney, and Chris Rebell. And here is what you'll win depending on which driver wins the championship on Sunday. If Kyle Larson wins the championship on Sunday, you get 50% off additional and Better Health 400 race tickets. So if he wins, you can order more tickets for the and Better Health 400 at 50% off the price. Now, if William Byron wins the championship on Sunday, you can purchase a pre-race track pass for just $45. And if Ryan Blaney wins the championship on Sunday, you can purchase tickets for the Saturday doubleheader of the Raptor King of Tough 250 Truck Series Race and the Freight 208 Xfinity Series Race for just $15, okay? Now, for Christopher Bell, who is currently the underdog contender, according to Las Vegas Oddmakers. Now, if Christopher Bell beats the odds on Sunday and wins the championship, Atlanta Motor Speedway will make all three of these promotional items I just listed off available to and Better Health 400 ticket holders. That means you get 50% off additional tickets for the race on Sunday, the and Better Health 400. You can purchase a pre-race track pass for just $45. And you can also add on tickets for the Saturday doubleheader Raptor King of Tough 250 truck race, the Freight 208 Xfinity Series race for $15. 
dollars. How about that? So the only way you can do this is to purchase your tickets for the and Better Health 400 by Friday, November 3rd. And for all that information, head on over to AtlantaMotorSpeedway.com. And also, if you want more information or to go back and uh, look at all the available prizes you can win from whichever driver wins, if you want to see that information again, go on over to AtlantaMotorSpeedway.com slash championship bonus offer. This is insane what Atlanta Motor Speedway is doing. So either way, you're going to win some kind of bonus for you purchasing tickets for the Am Better Health 400 race on Sunday, which will be February 25th. So once again, if you need to purchase your tickets, head on over to AtlantaMotorSpeedway.com and also head on over to AtlantaMotorSpeedway.com slash championship bonus offer for all the details of how this contest is going and to go over once again all the bonus features of whichever driver wins the championship on uh, Sunday. So that's very exciting uh, news there from Atlanta Motor Speedway. And you can check out our social media platforms. We'll also post up the link and all the information uh, for this fantastic opportunity for our uh, listeners who have tickets for the Am Better Health 400. So head on over to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Southern Race Week or head on over to our Twitter page at SRW Radio for all the details of the special promotion for the Am Better Health 400 race weekend at Atlanta Motor Speedway, which will be February 23rd through the 25th. We now bring you your weekend racing recap. Now, the truck series were not in action this past weekend, but we already have our four drivers that will battle it out for a championship in the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series. We got Corey Hine, Carson Hosever, Ben Rhodes, and Grant Enfinger. Now remember, they don't have to win the race. Whoever is the highest finisher of those four drivers will win the championship, and that'll be determined on Friday, November 3rd, for the Craftsman 150 championship race in the truck series. The green flag will drop at 10 p.m. Eastern time Friday evening. You can catch the race on FS1. Radio coverage provided by the Motor Racing Network, which can also be heard on Sirius XM NASCAR Channel 90. Now, let's take a look at all the action that happened at Martinsville. First in the Xfinity Series at the end of Saturday's chaotic Dead on Tools 250, Justin Allgaier rescued his season with an improbable victory that earned the driver of the number 7 Junior Motorsport Chevrolet a berth in a November 4th NASCAR Xfinity Series Championship 4 event at Phoenix Raceway. Allgaier's Camaro crossed the finish line glued to the side of Sheldon Creed's number 2, Richard Childress Racing Chevrolet, scoring his first win at Martinsville, his 4th of the season and 23rd of his career, by 0.032 seconds over Creed, who needed a victory to advance to the title race. Allgaier joined Sam Mayer, John Hunter Nemechek, and Cole Custer in the battle for the Xfinity Series crown at Phoenix Raceway this upcoming Saturday. Repeated contact between Creed's car and the Chevrolet of teammate Austin Hill during two overtime laps eventually victimized Hill, the regular season champion in a chain reaction wreck in the final quarter and deprived Hill of a chance to race for the championship this weekend. Before the final restart, Allgaier's chances of qualifying for the title race had dimmed as both Hill, the race leader at the time, and Cole Custard had control of the final two championship four spots. Though Custer was collected in a late lap wreck, which produced the 16th caution of the race, he was credited with a 19th place finish to Hill's 21st and bumped the RCR driver out of the playoffs by seven points. 
Pole winner Sammy Smith, another driver in a must-win situation to continue the playoffs, led 147 of the 256 laps and finished third. But Smith also left Martinsville with a grudge against a teammate, John Hunter Nemechek, who had clinched a championship for berth on points by the end of the second stage. In Smith's view, Nemechek made it impossible for him to fight for the win in overtime. So Austin Hill, Sammy Smith, Daniel Hamrick, and Parker Klingerman are officially out of the playoffs in the Xfinity Series. And here are your four drivers that will battle it out for a championship. Sam Mayer, Justin Allgaier, John Hunter Nemechek, and Cole Custer will battle it out for a championship in the Xfinity Series championship race, which will be coming up on Saturday, November 4th. The green flag will drop at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. You can catch the race on the USA Network. Radio coverage provided by the Motor Racing Network, which can also be heard on Sirius XM NASCAR Channel 90. Over to the Cup Series, Ryan Blaney did what Denny Hamlin couldn't do in Sunday's Xfinity 500 and Martinsville Speedway. As a result, Blaney will race for the NASCAR Cup Series Championship this Sunday at Phoenix Raceway. And Hamlin exits the playoffs after a hard luck round of eight. During a 168-lap green flag run to the finish, Blaney tracked down Eric Almarola and passed him for the lead on lap 478 of 500. 22 laps later, Blaney took the checkered flag 0.899 seconds ahead of Almarola to earn advancement to the championship four race. Blaney joins fellow round of eight winners Kyle Larson and Christopher Bell in the race for the title, along with William Byron, who fought an ill-handling car all day, but edged Hamlin for the final playoff spot by eight points after finishing 13th. Blaney aced the round of eight with a sixth-place finish in Las Vegas, a runner-up result in Homestead, and a win at Martinsville. After the race, this is what Ryan Blaney had to say about advancing to the championship four race. Well, it's, yeah, it's definitely nice to get to Phoenix, right? I mean, that's something that's, I think this is my fifth round of eight, and we haven't been there yet. Or my, I had four before this. I didn't get to final four. So it's nice to, like, accomplish that, okay? And now you have a chance to race for a championship. So, you know, hopefully you just do your best next week. So, yeah, it's always nice to kind of take the next step in your career, and I think this is a good next step for our group and, and me personally. So hopefully we can make the most of it. Denny Hamlin finishing third, Chase Briscoe finished fourth, Joey Logano finishing fifth to round out the top five. As we mentioned earlier, Denny Hamlin, Tyler Reddick, Brad Keselowski, and Chris Buescher were now eliminated from the playoffs. And here are your four drivers that will battle it out for a championship on Sunday. Ryan Blaney, Christopher Bell, Kyle Larson, and William Byron. And that championship will be determined on Sunday afternoon, November 5th as the green flag will drop at 3 p.m. Eastern time for the NASCAR Cup Series Championship from Phoenix Raceway. You can catch the race on the big NBC. Radio coverage provided by the Motor Racing Network, which can also be heard on Sirius XM NASCAR Channel 90. Over to the NHRA Series, Gage Herrera and Erica Enders solidified their championship leads in Pro Stock Motorcycle and Pro Stock, respectively, while Mike Salinas and Robert Height pulled themselves into the title fight in Top Fuel and Funny Car on a dramatic Sunday at the NHRA Nevada Nationals at the Strip at Las Vegas Motor Speedway, the second-to-last event of the 2023 NHRA Camping World Drag Racing Season. And, of course, you can check out the other winners of Wally's and and the current playoff standings in the NHRA by heading over to NHRA.com. And then the final event for the NHRA series coming up November 9th through the 12th in Pomona, California for the In-N-Out Burger NHRA 
finals. And there you go. That is your weekend racing recap for you here on the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. Hey, everyone. This is Anthony Alfredo, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. All right, welcome back to this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you here along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio network at Southie. As we continue on with this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. And I'm very honored and privileged to welcome our next guest here via the Food Depot Zoom line as she is now the winningest female driver in history. I'm a big fan of her. I've been looking forward to having her on the show here for a long time. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome in pro stock driver in the NHRA series. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Miss Erica Ender. Miss Enders, thank you so much for taking the time to join us this week on Southern Race Week Radio. Hopefully you're having a great day today, my friend. It's an awesome day. Thank you for having me on. I feel like I just entered the boxing ring with that introduction. Well, anytime you need a hype man, just let me know. I'm always available for bar mitzvahs, weddings, and any NHRA events you got coming up here. <laughs> Before we talk about your illustrious career and your record career that you've had so far, anytime I have a guest on for the first time on Southern Race Week Radio, really love to learn where the passion of racing came from, especially for those of you drivers in the NHRA series, because you guys participate in a very dangerous and fast-paced sport. So for you personally, Erica, what drove you to do what you do so my sister and i grew up watching our dad race um he didn't race professionally just uh, on the sportsman level but we absolutely loved it and it's what our family did on the weekends and uh fortunately enough in 92 i think i was like eight years old the nhra came out with the junior drag racing league and i remember seeing the article in national dragster and asking my dad if i would be able to do it so uh here we are 30 some odd years later and and we're still doing it but um you know, as a kid with with big dreams, it's been really cool and surreal to uh, to be able to accomplish what we have. And what was that conversation with your dad like when you kind of presented this idea to him? Because NHRA is such a dangerous sport. There's so much that goes on into it. You know, you're going 300 plus miles per hour. I'm sure you weren't probably doing that in the junior dragster division, but you were still doing a very dangerous sport. What was that conversation like with your dad when you told him you were interested in, in doing this? Well, he continues to joke with us to this day, you know, typical dad jokes, but he always said it, it beats watching ballet. So as a dad with two daughters, he he jokes and says he, he was so fortunate that we shared the love of, of motorsports with him because he could have got stuck sitting in auditoriums <laughs> watching ballet dances and whatnot. So um, no, it, all jokes aside, he uh, he was super supportive from the moment that I that I brought it up. He I think his response was, you're a good kid. You make good grades. I don't see why not. So we had a, a pretty strict set of rules. What about the conversation with your mother? What was what did your what was your mom's thoughts on, on doing this? Because I'm sure she probably I'm sure she would have loved probably to go see you do some ballet dancing. <laughs> probably. Um, you know, she made us partake in a little bit of that early on and said it would help make us more graceful. And I, I always joke with her and say, how are we looking now? But, um, you know, as somebody that can't walk and chew gum at the same time, but we, um, she, she came from a family with a car background, not, not racing necessarily, but just her dad had some hot rods and whatnot growing up. So she was kind of a cool chick too. And, um, at first she was pretty nervous about it and she always said that she would hold her like the video camera those giant ones with the vhs tapes in them back then and she could only watch us through the video camera but um over the years i, I think she's kind of gotten over that but 
She's uh, she's still a little nervous by nature, but that's just that's just her. Speaking with NHRA uh, Pro Stock driver Erica Enders on this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio and the uh, Southern Race Week Radio podcast. And Erica, you made some history in Texas NHRA Nationals, uh, winning the Wally Award. There made you the highest winning motorsports driver on the female side with 47 career wins. I mean, that's uh, remarkable. There's many men who are probably in the NHRA series. You could only wish to have uh, 47 career wins to have that title. And I mean, this is not just in the NHRA series. This is in all of motorsports, NASCAR, ARCA series, whatever racing series you can imagine. And for you to to hold on to that title and being known as that, what is that feeling like? Um, well, on one side of it, right, we grew up in a house where gender played no role. And, um, you know, my dad kind of instilled that in us. If you want to do something and you work hard enough and surround yourself with the right people, uh, the sky is the limit. So on one side of it, there's that. Like, I just strive to be the best driver, period. And I think if you ask, you know, a lot of the girls that I race with, Angie Smith, Alexis DeJoria, Leah Pruitt, uh, Brittany Force, they probably would all say the same thing. Like we don't, we don't go out there and say, man, I want to be the best girl driver there is. We just, we want to put our helmet on and go to work. And, but having said that the title of the winningest female motorsports history, like globally is pretty freaking badass. And I'm excited about it. It's, um, you know, Angel, the, the woman who had 40, she has 46 wins and we were able to, to pass her last weekend in Dallas. Um, as a kid, I looked up to her, uh, you know, we're still friends and she's uh, she's still out there racing some, too. So um, it's just a really, really cool position. It's surreal. And, you know, we talked just a few seconds ago about how I was just a little kid with big dreams and, you know, to set out and say, you know, I want to be the winningest female in, in motorsports and looking at the numbers that you had to get by. Like, I remember like it was yesterday tying my childhood hero, Shirley Muldowney, with 18 all time wins. And that was at the U.S. Nationals in 2015. So. I didn't ever think that I would race that long to get to this point, uh, but here we are. And, and now I'm in these shoes. I, I don't feel like we're anywhere close to being done yet. So hopefully we, uh, we just adding, we continue to add some wins to that column and uh, stretch that lead a little bit. Do you see yourself as a role model for a lot of these young girls? And when they do come to you at NHRA events and want a picture with you, want an autograph, maybe want some advice, learn how to, to, to do what you do. What's that like for you to be inspirational as, Maybe for yourself, I don't know if you had a lot of female role models looking up to in the world of racing, but for you personally now to be that role of someone that young girls look up to, what does that mean to you? Oh, I, I definitely don't take it lightly. And we have a, a young fan base that is, a lot of it are females. And, you know, going back, I try, I really try to remember what it was like when I was a fan on the other side of the, the ropes and looking up to my, you know, my heroes and I remember how they treated me and if they made me feel like they didn't have time for me. So I always uh, try to factor all of that in and I want to give everyone the best experience that I can out at the racetrack and um, be a positive role model. Right. But also being real at the same time. So um, I don't take it lightly. I'm, I'm very blessed to be in that position and I'm definitely hopeful that um, we can continue to give them things to strive for. And if I can preach anything to them, it would be, you know, that to dream big, that anything's possible. I, as I mentioned, the surrounding yourself with the right people, working really hard at something and, and never giving up or taking no for an answer is uh, those are the pretty big tickets to get anywhere in life. So um, I'm thankful for the for the opportunity and hopeful that uh, I can meet their standards. Now, we're only a handful of events away before you guys end up the season in Pomona. Uh, I know you've had a great season. You're 
battling for a championship and everything like that. But um, from this season, what what is for you some besides obviously this event becoming the women is winning as female driver from the season? What have you taken away? Um, and, and what are maybe some for you, some of the, the highlights, some of the positives that you'll take away this year that maybe you can use for momentum going into 2024 when you guys kick it back off again at Gator National? Um, so 2022 last year was a career best season for myself and my entire operation here at Elite Motorsports. Um, we won 10 events. We were in 13 final rounds out of, uh, I think there were 19 races. So we, uh, we won over half of them and it just was an amazing season. So fast forward to the beginning of 2023, it was uh, it was a pretty rough start for us. And in June this summer, I was 15th in points and we have dug deep and rallied back. Um, we've won three events since then and we've positioned ourselves uh, number one in the points with uh, two races remaining left in this countdown. So I am uh, I'm most proud of uh, the tenacious quality of my guys and and, you know, even a little bit of myself because it's. It's uh, hard to not get down in those moments, but I think it teaches you the importance of enjoying the peaks because there are so many more valleys than there are peaks. And um, so being able to go through those tough times with my teammates and being able to rise to the occasion when the when the pressure's on and your back's against the wall and being able to execute. So those are the positive things that I've taken from this year and the turnaround that we've had since that Chicago event this summer. Um, we went to the very next race in Bristol and won. We won in Topeka and obviously just won in, in Dallas last weekend. So um, rough season, but we're hoping to finish as strong as possible. And it's kind of like you might want to laugh at us because we're in the in, we're, we've crawled our way back up to number one. But it was it was not easy, and um, you know it's not going to be easy to to hold on to this points lead. So we got to go to work and we'll use that momentum. I mean, it's huge in, in any sport, but it, especially in drag racing. So we'd need to carry it these next two races. And then, you know, obviously have a lot of really great things in the works for 2024, um, continuing with my partners, JHG, Melling Performance, GAG, C-Tech, CHE. You know, there are a ton of people that make it possible. So that momentum is uh, is definitely going to carry into 24 and, and we're going to start off swinging really hard. I promise you that. Well, Miss Enders, if our listeners want to follow along with you, keep up what's going on with you, these final few events, and maybe during the off season and approaching the Gator Nationals in 2024, where can we steer them to get the latest in news and information and maybe even purchase a uh, great Erica Enders uh, merchandise, which I will do shortly when we get done with this interview. <laughs> You're awesome. Um, so on Facebook and Instagram, it's Erica Enders Racing. The only accounts I have have blue check marks, so be very cautious. There's a lot of scammers out there. Uh, I no longer have a Twitter because I think Kim Jong-un hacked it. Um, but anyway, those are the the two best ways to, my sister does an amazing job with our, with our social media. So she posts real-time results, uh, awesome pictures, really fun videos. Um, and if you're not at an NHRA race, uh, you can get our merchandise. I'm, I'm going to tell you the website really quick because it's hard. Randy's horsepowerheadquarters.com r-a-n-d-i-s randy's horsepowerheadquarters.com the only website that sells our merch hey listeners this is jamie little from nascar on fox and you're listening to southern race week hi race fans here on southern race week every single weekend and week out we'd love to get you up to speed on everything you need to know that's going on in the racing world not only in the short track super speedways but in the grassroots of racing where it all begins. And, of course, we always love it whenever we have the NASCAR legend Ken Reagan on the Old Food Depot hotline. Ken, welcome back to the show, sir. 
It's always fun to be on, and uh, we appreciate the opportunity. You know, uh, Ken, Alfie, Alfie, my producer called me and said, "Hey, man, how much time do you think you can get with uh, with with Ken Reagan? Do, do you think you can get ten minutes?" I said, "Shoot, man, if Ken's got five hours." Me and him could fill up five hours. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> With all the stories we've got. That's exactly right. It's always been a pleasant experience, you know, hanging around with William Barber and doing the show and having y'all hit the track. And we've got a race coming up, uh, the last uh, race of the year here at the Atlanta Motor Speedway, November 18th, Saturday. We'll practice, have an open practice that night before. We'll have a, a banquet after the um the races that day up in Club One, it's always a lot of fun. And Ooh. we give out special awards and all the points awards and all for our different programs throughout the state of Georgia uh, at the banquet uh, after the races that day. If anybody wants to get uh, tickets to that or whatever, what's the policy on that exactly these days? Yeah, um, if they'll come to our credentials building, which is just outside of uh, the back straightaway, uh, big brick building's got credentials on it. Right. Uh, they can buy a armband that will get them inside the racetrack for the races that day. They can hang out in the garage and watch them down pit road side, talk with the drivers and the teams. And if they wanted to stay over for the banquet, we have a good meal. We have uh, a lot of special guests and, uh, and all of our drivers there. Uh, if they'll call our office, uh, talk to me or Debbie one, we'll certainly set them up for, with a pass to <clears throat> come out and enjoy the banquet. If y'all are just joining us here, we, uh, this on this edition of Southern Race Week radio and podcast, all available on all your favorite podcast locations. We've got NASCAR legend Ken Reagan on the Old Food Depot Hotline. He is the director of the Legends Series and Legends Program for Georgia. Ken, you you know, um, with this with this Legends Program that is transpired this year, we've talked about it before on the show. It seems to be an ever growing, uh, especially in the female racing category. I mean, uh, is it is it something that uh, that you that that we're doing to to go out there and get more young ladies involved in the sport? Well, you know, I, that's a lot of it. We've certainly been blessed here at Atlanta Motor Speedway over the years with a lot of a lot of girl drivers that that have come out and started at an early age in Bandolero cars and graduated on up to the Legends cars, and some of them have moved on up through the late model ranks and we've got laney bice up in charlotte right now that's been running the the cars uh late model series this year and doing real well and some of the teams up there are looking at advancing her maybe even into some arca races next year but you know william you go back to minding your days out here when we were doing some tv uh broadcasting and all yep uh Tina Johnson Tina. Uh, was one of our champions in the Bandolero car. She moved up to Legends, won a championship in the Masters Legends Thirsty Thunder Series. Yep. And she's out at Sonoya in a, in a late model, full-blown wow. late model, wow. and mixing it up the guys uh, out there right now. So, you know, it's it's been a lot of fun watching them, and uh, we probably have 15 
female drivers right now involved in our series here in Atlanta. Driving a Legends car is not as easy as it looks. Because yeah, that's right. If you can, in the, in the old analogy, if you can drive a Legends car, you can just about drive anything. And because those cars are so fast, they weigh so little, and they can get away from you, and you can be doing you can be doing loop de loops around in the track and everything else. So it takes a lot of skill to drive those cars. But that unlike the other series, they're not allowed to make a whole lot of adjustments because of the rules based on the Legends program. Correct? That's right. And and Humpy Wheeler hit a home run. He and Mister Bruton. Smith, when they developed this car back in the early 90s, uh, short wheelbase, uh, real quick steering box, the ratio, steering ratio is real quick, uh, lots of horsepower, not really a, a good tire on the car to get your forward drive off the corner. You know, it's a hard tire. Yep. Um, just a lot of things that made the Legends car really tough to drive and you've got to be smooth with the steering and easy with the throttle and it's a lot of things that train these young drivers that when they get out of a legends car you know Corey Heim who's in the on the verge of being our next uh, truck NASCAR truck series champion <clears throat> he'll run for that championship out at Phoenix so he's won the final four drivers and just Four or five years ago, he was down here racing his Legends car. He's from Marietta. Yep. And I was telling Corey that we're we're all pulling for him and we're tickled and, and proud for him. And he says, well, hey, what I'm doing today is much easier than what I was doing when I was driving the Legends car in Atlanta. Oh, yeah. Uh, and down at Cordell up in Lanier, he said, those cars make a driver out of you. And the people that can, can get it done in these Legends cars, you know, they don't have a whole lot of trouble just moving on up through the ranks. Well, Ken, let me ask you this. Uh, you know, the t- the 2023 uh, season is wrapping up and everything else. Um, what are some of the things that, that you and the Legends program are looking forward to or looking to try to do for the 2024 racing series on the Legends program? Well, yeah, they just uh, had this past weekend out in Las Vegas, the U.S. Legends Asphalt Nationals. That ended up the point season. And we've got a couple of our Georgia-Atlanta drivers that are champions this year. Donovan Strauss is going to be the points champion in the top division, the pro division. And uh, Bill Flemons is going to be our golden Masters uh, champion in the Masters division at a cool 75 years old. 75 and, years old. Woo. And then Lane Christensen had already won the Bandits uh, National Championship points division uh, in Bandolero. So we've got three of the national champions, and there's only six divisions, and we've got three of them. our uh, local drivers right here. And a lot of drivers have finished up in the top five. But moving into next year, we do more of the same. We'll have our driving school early January. We'll start racing in January. We have a race here in Atlanta. We have speed fest down at Cordell. But I was up in Dawsonville yesterday, and the Dawsonville road course track is absolutely amazing. And it is a perfect track for our Legends cars. And they're wanting us to come up there up to eight different weekends during the 24 season. And I tell you, William, uh, road racing is important for these kids. They learn a lot. It is. They enjoy it. It's fun. 
as you move on up into the other divisions nowadays, and even in the NASCAR divisions, you know, there's a lot of road racing going on. So we look forward to road racing several different weekends of, of uh, 2024 up in Dawsonville. And uh, we'll continue to race at Lanier, down at Cordell, and certainly here at Atlanta Motor Speedway. So we've got a big year lined up and uh, still not finished uh, for this season yet. But we will, and right after the holidays are over, we come back in that first full weekend with a driving school and start right back up. This is Tim Coon. You're listening to Southern Race Week. All right. Welcome back to this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you here along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network. It's Southies. We continue on this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. And we're very honored and privileged to welcome our next guest here via the Food Depot Zoom line as he recently visited the Bull Ring at Las Vegas Motor Speedway and came away with a victory in the NX Asphalt Nationals. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome in Bandolero, a driver. He's only 10 years old, but making a lot of noise in the short track world. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Mr. Wyatt Coffee! Mr. Coffee, uh, thank you so much for taking the time to join us this week here on Southern Race Week Radio. Hopefully you're having a great day today, my friend. Thank you so much. Well, I appreciate you taking the time to join us here. And you had yourself a great weekend last weekend at Las Vegas. When many adults go to Las Vegas, a good day for them is winning some money at the uh, tables or maybe on the slot machines. But for yourself, you went to the bull ring at Las Vegas Motor Speedway and came away in a victory there in the abandoned division during the Asphalt Nationals, which added an already fantastic season that has seen him win 31 races. This is crazy. 31 races across the country of the United States of America. So, uh, Wyatt, before we talk about your year here in 2023 and what you got coming up in 2024, take us back to uh, last weekend at the Bull Ring there. Tell us a bit about your car and tell us a bit about that victory you had in the Asphalt Nationals. Yeah, so last year we had the first and second fast car all week and got wrecked coming to the white flag. And I'm so happy that we got to come back this year. And Mike Gordon loaded me off the trailer with a really fast car and just had to had to bring it home from there. Now, you just mentioned that last year you had some struggles there. You came close but didn't get the victory. Did that give you motivation throughout the entire year to return to the Bull Ring to vindicate what happened to you last year at the Bull Ring? Yeah, I was just so much more eager to come back there and win after what happened last year. What's the pressure like? Because you came in with some motivation to really perform better. It, when you're dealing with pressure like that, how do you deal with that? How do you prepare yourself to get behind the wheel in an event that to you – you had a lot of motivations, like you said, to compete and to get that win. I can't thank my team enough for helping me and for all that. Just ask them really what to do and all. Uh, speaking with uh, Bandolero driver uh, Wyatt Coffee here on this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio. And as I mentioned, you had a fantastic year this year. Uh, you've, According to here, what I'm reading here at RacingAmerica.com, which is a story that I found about you winning the event, uh, you have won 31 races across the entire country, across the United States of America. What track for you is one of your favorite tracks to go out and race on? Um, it would probably have to be Atlanta, Charlotte, or Las Vegas. And what about those tracks do you feel like suit your style of racing? I feel like they're just like the ones that are the most fun to race at, and I'm really good at those, and just we go out there swinging and just end up winning. 
Now, with so many victories, let's let's take away the victory you just had this past weekend in Vegas. But of, of all the victories you had this year, which one stands out to you? Um, that would probably be Citrus County Speedway this this year. We went there um in February. We finished top three every race except when we got wrecked leading. And then we came back the last day swinging. And then we won. And then that ended up making us the 2023 INEX Winter Nationals champion. Well, Wyatt, I'm sure you got some big plans for the rest of the year and into 2024. But for the rest of the year, what's the schedule like? Is this pretty much you, you got some downtime or do you still have plans to to uh, race in 2023? So we are next weekend. We go out to Citrus County Speedway in Florida and then the November 18th race in Atlanta. Now, where do you live? What's what's home base for you? Waynesboro, Virginia. So you're traveling all around the country, and I'm sure like one of the people besides the teammates and the, the guys who help you in the garage and getting the car ready, you must have very supportive parents because to do something like this, travel around the country and participate in sporting events like this and winning, uh, to have a, a parents that are there to support you and, and be there to, to take you all around the country, uh, it must be great to have supportive parents like that to, to make sure that you're at all the events and and, and making sure that you're there and ready to compete every week. Yeah, I just thank Kent, my poppy, enough, my mom, my dad, and my crew chief, Mike Gordon, and his son, Corey Gordon, and everyone that helps me. Now, uh, Wyatt, I'm sure there's a lot of fans out there who are going to be interested in knowing what's going to be going on with you. So if our listeners want to follow you, keep up with your schedule, uh, maybe purchase merchandise or anything like that, uh, where can they go to get the latest information on you, Wyatt, and what you got going on in, in 2023? and possibly what the future holds for you in, in 2024. Yeah, so you can go to com to get your merch, and then just go to Wyatt Coffee Racing to see our updates and see what we have coming up. Well, Wyatt, we really appreciate you taking the time to join us here on Sunday Race Week Radio, sir. We're a big fan of yours. I know you were on our program weeks ago when you won at Atlanta Motor Speedway during the Thursday Thunder program. I know you're gonna, you just told me you're going to be racing back at Atlanta Motor Speedway in November. Um, so go to AtlantaMotorSpeedway.com for the information on that. So you can, if you're in the Atlanta area, you can come on out and see Wyatt Coffee in action uh, racing around there at uh, AMS on the uh, quarter mile. So, uh, Wyatt, we appreciate you taking the time to join us here on Southern Race Week Radio, sir. Good luck to you for the rest of the year and going into 2024. And looking forward to having you back on the program, my friend. Thank you. I would like to thank my sponsors. I would like to thank Arbor Life Tree Care, Payton's Enterprise, United Tire and Auto, Atlanta Paving, Concrete, Todd Rental, Bennett's Armstrong Garage, RM Automotive, Cobble Speed Shop, Bradley's Trucking, Triple R Cattle, Tacker Flag Graphics, and NPM Marketing, and Mount Tory Auto Sales. If there's a NASCAR team looking for a driver, you already got all the sponsorships nailed down. So looks like you'd be a, a great driver for a NASCAR team. You got all those sponsors off, rattled off there with no problem at all. Uh, Wyatt, thank you so much for taking the time to join us here in Sunday Race Week Radio, sir. Good luck to you for the rest of the season. Looking forward to having you back on the program down the road, my friend. Thank you. And make sure that y'all all go and check out Wyatt Coffee Racing for more updates in the future ahead. Hey guys, Dave Burns from NBC here. You're listening to Southern Race Week. All right, welcome back to this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you here along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network. It's Alfie as we wrap up this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. And if you want to listen to this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio or any of our past episodes of Southern Race Week Radio, check out iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, 
or SoundCloud. Our new editions of the Southern Race Week Radio podcast are available for you every Monday at one of those podcast locations. We appreciate it if you go there, search us out, download, listen, and subscribe to the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. Once again, that's available for you at iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, or SoundCloud. And once again, thanks to our great guests for joining us this week here on Southern Race Week Radio. Once again, thanks to... Erica Enders of the NHRA series, also the director of the Legends and Bandoleros program at Atlanta Motor Speedway. Ken Reagan, and then also Bandolero driver Wyatt Coffey. So once again, thanks to those great guests for coming on the program this week to talk some racing with us. And also, don't forget about our social media platforms. If you want to get the latest in racing news and information, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, just make sure you like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash southernraceweek or follow us on Twitter at SRW Radio. You can follow William Barber at WB Radio Network on Twitter, and also you can find me on Twitter as well at Alfie underscore 19. And also we've got an email address as well. So feel free to shoot us an email, give us your comments and thoughts about the Southern Race Week Radio show or podcast anytime. That's at srwradio at yahoo.com. Once again, that is srwradio at yahoo.com. So make sure you tune in for all the racing action this weekend. And also check back with us next week as we'll bring you another brand new edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you here along the far flung Southern Race Week Radio Network.